Hello, my lovely angels. Welcome back to Angels Anonymous, the podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa. Angels Anonymous is a health and spirituality podcast hosted by myself, a 26, it was just my birthday on July 5th, a year old ex-professional dancer, now yoga instructor and integrative health coach in recovery. I share vulnerably on this podcast about my struggles with addiction to pretty much anything and everything, including body image, food, relationships, comparison, and so much more. Through an open-minded perspective, I explain how you can overcome your struggles and finally feel like you're enough. Welcome back! This episode is going to be amazing. I talked with my one of my spiritual mentors slash coaches, I would say, that I've been working with for the last couple months. She lives in Mexico, and I found her through one of my friends that I'm doing um, a lot of spiritual healing, plant medicine, women's circles type of stuff with. I actually met one of my this girl who's my friend through working at the coffee shop that I work at, but she went on an ayahuasca retreat with this woman who's on the podcast, Victoria, and I decided to commit to my own journey. Um, So we talk a little bit about that. Victoria is a multi-passionate, fun-loving, and purpose-led woman who's been on a deeply spiritual journey of self-love, self-acceptance, and healing. She's walked through the fire more times than she can count and turned her pain into purpose and stepped into her soul's highest calling to become a plant medicine and breathwork facilitator and feminine embodiment coach. She's the founder of the Soul Rising Retreats, bringing women together to heal, rise, and reclaim their feminine gifts and power through the magic of plant medicine, breath work, and feminine embodiment. How fucking amazing does that sound? Like, she is an absolute goddess. She has this motherly, mature, grounding energy that is so healing and refreshing to be around. And the second I talked to her on the phone... um, When I was considering going on one of her treats, it was an immediate full body yes because the connection that we felt, the energy that she has, it was just so clear to me like this is my next step. This is what I want to do with my life. So we talk a lot about that and her retreats. We talk a lot about her journey and her experiences and what she's healed through. She's literally been through it all. Death, eating disorders, body dysmorphia, different types of addiction, different types of grief, like you name it, she's been through it. So she's really relatable. The most one of the most authentic women I've ever met in my life. So um, this conversation, if you listen to any of my podcasts, I would say listen to this one. I decided to switch things up today and do a tarot card pull instead of an angel number. I still feel like that really aligns with a similar category as angel numbers, you know, just getting spiritual messages from our guides in general. And this card I pulled for myself the other day, obviously I still see angel numbers all the time, but guidance from tarot cards have has been more impactful for me lately. So I just pulled one card, asked angels and guides, like, what do I need to know right now? What symbolizes my life? And I pulled the Ace of, Cu- Ace of Cups upright. And the key words for this is love, new relationships, compassion, and creativity. The Ace of Cups shows a chalice overflowing with five streams of water. The cup represents the vessel of your subconscious mind. The five five streams are your five senses and the abundant emotion and intuition flowing from within you. The hand holding the cup is slightly 
coming out of the clouds, a symbol of your awareness of spiritual energy and influence. Below the hand is a vast sea covered with lotus blossoms, signifying the awakening of the human spirit. A dove descends towards the cup, a symbol of divine love flowing through the subconscious mind to conscious awareness. So when it's upright, divine love and compassion are pouring through you. You are a vessel for deep spiritual love from the universe and you can't help but let that love flow through you and into the world. You receive love, you give love, you are love. Your heart overflows. Now is the perfect time for you to open your heart and experience the rich flow of emotion available to you right now. You are more receptive to creative opportunities, loving connections, and deep compassion for other living beings. As with all aces in the tarot, this card comes as an invitation. Will you take it? Will you say yes to divine love and compassion? And will you run with it? The Ace of Cups carries the potential for spiritual and emotional fulfillment, but only if you embrace this with an open heart. This card appears when you're open to creative expression, especially when you can allow your emotions to shine through your endeavors. Um, they talk about being inspired, inspired to start a new project, engage in different types of dance or arts, and at this point in your life, you're comfortable with who you are and you happily express this part of yourself to others. You see fresh potential in allowing your creative juices to flow. This card can also represent a new relationship and the feeling of like the special connection, getting butterflies, feeling really excited about this new love, whether it's a friendship, a connection, an intimate relationship. Um, and it really resonates with me because I'm newly off of the market <laughs> and I it also says it signifies pregnancy or birth and maybe on a more metaphorical level like the birth of a new idea or spark of inspiration so for me obviously like like I said if I'm off the market new relationships relates a lot to me but also I haven't had the inspiration to start on any new like offerings or promote my coaching I'm like in this gap in this like leap of faith period where I'm like airborne and not quite landed on like the thing that I'm leaping towards um and in this time in this space I've been doing a lot of healing work to get clarity and honestly like pumping the brakes on trying to find a solution through my mind I've been focused on enjoying and cultivating depth in the relationship that I have right now being out in nature living in this fun flowy energy of summer but also like with the new moon and cancer that just happened there's these opposing energies of the fiery brightness of summer you know the sun is super um, prominent in this season and so that represents masculinity our inner fire our inner masculine our solar plexus and then with the cancer season especially the cancer new moon this deep emotive intuitive energy that's asking us to rest to slow down to get more present in our bodies and so the question is like how do we balance that and I really feel like the root of that is through play through time in nature through time enjoying our relationships and honestly enjoying the fruits of our labor too I know all of you know this, but I have a virtual hangout group that meets every Sunday and we're constantly talking in our WhatsApp. I also am a part of, I think, three different other women's groups. So my um, communities, I feel like I almost spread myself too thin, but in my mind, I'm like, you can never have too many connections because every group serves a different purpose and gives me something different for my soul, whether I'm leading or whether I'm partaking in, whether it's in person or virtual, whether it's for sobriety, for like healing plant medicines. Um, I'm tapped into all of it and it's really fucking amazing and such a gift. 
But yeah, I've, I've really been trying to not focus so much, honestly, on like what's next in my career, putting pressure on that. Like I should get out of the restaurant industry. Do I go back to college? Just like all of the insanity that is our monkey mind and really just let myself take space and enjoy the fruits of my labor. Like I said, I've been fucking grinding like between studying from five years ago, starting, starting my studying, studying and starting my yoga teacher training, jumping into my health coaching certification, jumping into starting my business, starting my podcast, starting our virtual group while getting sober and healing from my eating disorder amongst all of it. Like I've been in the fucking grind and I recently stepped away from working with my therapist and it's just been nice and refreshing to like allow my healing process to evolve and shift with different chapters depending on what's taking up taking up my time what's my priorities you know healing doesn't always have to look the same we don't have to be in talk therapy every week with a therapist forever it's okay to take breaks it's okay to take a step back and reevaluate and I really feel like I'm in that process of reevaluating um I also have been sick like literally the last 15 days I got sick after my boyfriend and I and another couple friends went camping for the 4th and my birthday. Um, I think it was lack of street, lack of sleep, Jesus, clearly lack of sleep, stress, too much time in the sun, and my glands are still swollen. I'm still kind of phlegmy and congested, so I've been taking time to recover from that too. I have a lot more stories to share about that camping trip involving bear encounters, <laughs> Um, it's quite the fucking story, but this is not really the podcast episode to dive into that. So without further ado, thanks for listening to my little intro. I can't fucking wait for you all to virtually meet Victoria and hopefully hopefully feel inspired to work with her in some way because she is such a gift to this planet. All right, take a listen. I guess I just want to welcome you to the podcast first and want to hear from you like, how you would express who you are as Victoria. You can first start with like what you do for your work, but then just tell us like what makes you who you are. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Uh, This is always like juicy questions. I'm like, where do I start? So firstly, what do I do? I am a um, medicine woman. I'm a feminine embodiment and self-love coach, breathwork facilitator, And really, I bring women together to heal, to rise, to reclaim their feminine gifts and power through the magic of plant medicine, breath work, and feminine embodiment. And really, you know, with me, I've turned my pain into purpose and my mess into my message. I have been, I've walked through the fire more times than most. I always go like, how do I get my story in like a nutshell? Because there's a lot to it. Um, So I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet, but... Um, for me, you know, my actually early on in life, my, you know, I had a, a pretty normal life. I didn't really experience trauma. I didn't really experience anything that was, um, you know, really, really hard or challenging. You know, I had, you know, a lot of things that we, we all experienced things like bullying at school, which obviously had like an effect on, on, um, on my life later on. But for me, it really started well back at the when i became aware was back in 2015 so eight years ago i lost my mother very suddenly 
Um, she died one night in her sleep. I'd spent the day with her looking at wedding venues. I was due to get married, but I was actually in an abusive relationship. And it really, uh, the abuse got worse when my, when my mother died and I left him. I really wanted to be with my father. Um, I was in a battle uh, because he wanted me to be with him because it was a controlling relationship. And I was in, had so much guilt and grief and I just wanted to be with my father. He, all my whole family, our world had fallen apart. And yeah, I ended up leaving him and two days later i found out i was pregnant so in in a period of six weeks i lost my mother buried my mother um left my fiance and went through a termination and just hit like the biggest rock bottom i'd ever faced in my life i honestly at the time i didn't know i was going to get through it i considered taking my own life um but thankfully i didn't you know i'll be really honest the piece that kept me was my father because I couldn't do that to him and destroy his life anymore. And, um, you know, I'm glad, obviously, I made the decision to stay and to transform my life. And to begin with, then that really started. I also had a huge amount of debt. So I was quite financially dependent on my on my my ex partner at the time as well. And um, my father was wonderful you know i had about twenty five thousand pounds of debt he gave me twenty five thousand. he didn't give it to me he lent me twenty five thousand pounds to clear it so that i could start to you know kind of turn my life around and become financially independent in myself and and that's what i did i paid him back every penny um and then i saved as well to be able to you know continue following the path that society sets for us and you know buy a house and um but the the kind of the way mm -hmm. that i then in the shift and the transformation was very much stuck in the masculine energy okay so it was i was working multiple jobs i was working five jobs at one point you know i had a corporate oh. day job i was a sports massage therapist yoga teacher pilates therapy i tutored and assessed personal trainers and fitness instructors at weekends and at night times i worked in a restaurant so i was pushing myself to burn out which was another pattern for me so if i rewind to just prior to my mum passing away i was in the bodybuilding world and competing in fitness and bikini competitions and um, and that's actually how i met my partner or my ex-fiance he was a he was my coach um oh. and, you know you like start understanding how it all goes together so he literally controlled everything i did including what i ate and, I, and and through that the last show especially that i did i pushed myself to extremes and i had for years you know i was i was working out for probably three hours a day um i was weighing and measuring all of my food i couldn't sleep i was on sleeping pills prescribed sleeping pills and i still couldn't sleep i was suffering from eating disorders and body dysmorphia um and you know in the years to come that was going to all start unraveling and taking its toll on my body so i as i mentioned i got into this space where i was just working a lot trying to turn my life around and just pushing 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 output 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 at this point i was still you know i was going to the gym every day and i was still i was still weighing my food for probably a year after competing it took that long to step away from that um and then I got to this point where it was like, I was just unhappy and unfulfilled. You know, I'd paid my dad back all the money I'd saved to get a mortgage. I was, uh, I kept getting turned down for mortgages. And then when I finally got one and I got the apartment, it, it all fell through. It got delayed. It fell through. I lost some money. And I was like, this just, this path is not working for me. Mm -hmm. This is not, it was like the universe. I wasn't in a very spiritual place there, but the universe was kind of like, this isn't what you want, this isn't you, and you're meant for more. And I'd known for a long time I was meant for more, and I wanted to help people, and I wanted to help people heal, but 
I didn't have that belief in myself. So anyway, I went to India to do another yoga teacher training, which had been a dream for a long time. Um, and when I was out there, I just was like, this is it. You know, I was in Goa and I was like, this is it. I'm, this is my life. It's not, I, I don't fit into that nor you know the societal norms and that that path that is kind of dictated to us i want a different life um and it was in that time that i decided that i was gonna leave and travel and build my business and move into the coaching space and so obviously i had to go back to the uk and kind of tie everything up i was also in this period of you know following this path i was made redundant twice i was bullied to the point of depression by a boss in another job as well so everything was saying yeah, this isn't working for you mm-hmm. but i kept trying and i kept trying and i kept trying um so when i got back from india i just started um working on building building my business i ended up going to peru to the jungle to do an ayahuasca retreat and again with that i just knew it's bizarre like plant medicine wasn't even a thing then right Mm -hmm. you know it's a lot more a lot more now there's a lot more research available on it um i didn't know anyone that had done psychedelics i didn't even know anything about ayahuasca i just knew i had to do it like what the hell And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. So I got on a flight, I went to Peru and it was a game changer. I did six ceremonies in eight days and a Cambo journey. And it, it, I mean, I I just healed on so many levels and it just transformed my life. The biggest piece from that one actually was boundaries. First time in my life, I came back and started to create boundaries and really kind of, and not say yes to everything and just kind of stand up, pour into myself first before pouring into others. Anyway, that was in the, so it was April 2019 that I went to India first. It was June that I went to Peru. Then I did a trip in the US in August where I just went to like multiple states and cities and I did some um, like motivational seminars, which was incredible. And then on the 1st of October, I had a one-way ticket to India, Um, spent eight eight months living in India, in Goa, kind of bouncing around Goa, different place. I moved about four times when I was there, um, really dived into my healing journey, finished my yoga teacher training or my second um, yoga teacher training when I was there. Um, And then I did an Ayurvedic Panchakarma detox for three weeks, which was absolutely incredible, very difficult to begin with. Um, A lot of detoxing of the body. I'd started to have some issues, some autoimmune issues come up in my body. I'd I think it it really started when I had food poisoning and I started passing blood going to the toilet. And um, Mm. so I really wanted to kind of clear and and heal what was going on in my body. And at the end of this, I felt the best I've ever felt in my life. Um, But also at kind of the back end of that, my my Ayurvedic doctor, he said to me, he's like, you are really emotionally disconnected. Like you're holding so much in your body. I want you to go and work with a guy they call him the breath doctor who did conscious connected breath work, which is obviously what I now facilitate. And I spent five days with him um, back to back sessions. And again, similar to plant medicine journeys, you know, we tap into the subconscious mind, the limbic brain, the emotional body, the pain body. You can travel into past life. You can be in this life. You can be in the universe. Old wounds and traumas can come up to the surface to heal. You can go deep into like feeling your emotions and I cleared so much through that and I was really in this beautiful place and just enjoying life and living in the sunshine and the cost of living was like nothing in India it was like ridiculous you could live off like five dollars a day and eat three beautiful meals um and then the pandemic hit so um my intuition actually said to me stay 
you're happy here, stay in India. Lockdown was pretty crazy there. They were like beating people with sticks in the street if they went out. But do you know what? None of it faced me. I didn't feel unsafe. I felt happy. But I really did kind of, I gave in to all of the external mm. of you know even though i wasn't watching the news because i was very much disconnected from that i still was in like whatsapp groups with friends that you know were still very much in the matrix <laughs> there's <laughs> no toilet paper yeah and you know just all of this kind of fear and anxiety being almost projected um and then obviously family and things you don't have health insurance you need to come home so i was like okay i'll come home and i got on the last government reparation flight back to the uk i thought i was going back to my father's to stay with him but things came up i isolated and i got a place and isolated for a couple of weeks and then in that time things came up which made me realize i wasn't they didn't actually want me home oh. which was you know it wasn't exactly said but there was enough you know hints dropped through my family for me to know i wasn't welcome which really hit me found myself looking for an apartment during covid which was not easy when everything was shut down. Um, had to put a huge amount of money down on the on the apartment, and and I just was very very alone and isolated, and I got very sick. And this is when my autoimmune issues really flared up, and I started my hair started to fall out. I ended up losing three quarters of my hair. I had alopecia, chronic fatigue, fat malabsorption, severe gastrointestinal issues. I mean, I could go to the toilet like fifteen times a day, and if it didn't come out that end, it would come up the other end. Oh. Um, migraines ended up with pelvic inflammatory disease a bowel prolapse um i mean the list goes on i don't even know if i've covered everything there but it was it was just you know you, when when one thing goes in your body it all starts to you know it's like a domino effect and i just found myself i then had surgery actually i had implants um and i had those removed because i was like maybe this is contributing um and that was you know that was like another ten thousand dollars that i had to spend so it was like all of my savings were getting getting dwindled and i had the surgery and then i got to it came up to christmas that year i was actually due to go to south africa i decided i needed to leave the uk and i was going to go to south africa and the day before I flew, um, I found out I had COVID. Um, so I ended up spending Christmas and New Year with COVID and Airbnb alone, just hit like such a low again, very, very depressed, anxious. I was like, I can't stay here. The only place that was open was Mexico. So we booked a one-way ticket to Mexico in January and I haven't looked back. I've been in, Me I mean, obviously I'm in Colorado right now, but I've been in Mexico for, um, two and a half years and that's when I went very deep into my healing much deeper into the the plant medicine world um, really into the feminine embodiment that this is where I tapped into my feminine energy and just learned that actually this is where our power lives and reconnecting with our body reconnecting with our emotions tapping into the, the gifts that we have um, and I've just had the most, you know, I mean, I've, when it comes to healing, I've tried everything, you know, I did every protocol, every diet protocol, but you know, the interesting thing is that I realized after a while, even with my autoimmune, I was replaying a pattern that I had when I was competing with eating disorders. You know, at one point I ate the same meal for a hundred days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I would only eat what I was told that I could eat um I you know I didn't eat sugar even a piece of fruit for a year uh, really really restrictive again but nothing was working and I came to learn that like no protocol is the right everyone's different we're all different and actually one of the biggest pieces in healing is allowing ourselves to enjoy life 
play and pleasure and human connection. Um, so eventually I kind of got off the protocols and started to eat intuitively. Mm. Um, I went much deeper into plant medicine. You know, I've, I've journeyed, I can't even tell you how many times I've journeyed with ayahuasca and Cambo and Bufo and all of these magical medicines. Um, and just, you know, I've just transformed my life. I'm now in such a beautiful place. I've obviously birthed the Soul Rising Retreats, which you'll be joining me at, and I'm super excited, which is the, it is everything that I wished I'd had at the beginning of my journey um, and everything that has that has really helped me to transform my life. And the thing about these retreats is it's really about bringing the power back to you, to women. We are our own healers. We can use all of these, you know, we can use the medicines, we can use the breath, we can use these different tools and practices, but ultimately we have all the answers inside of us. And that's what the, the, that's what the idea of the retreats are and the medicines are guiding us back to that. It's not that they're fixing all of our problems or issues. They're helping us to mm. see that we're whole and worthy already at the core and all of these pieces through our programming and conditioning that have really pulled away and chipped away at us from how we feel about ourselves and how we show up in the world so taking us away from our authenticity so it's really a journey of just coming home to yourself and i've managed to pack that into you know into a week's retreat which we had one in april it was you know it blew my mind it's still difficult to put into words um can't believe this has been birth this has been created and i'm just excited to be able to share more of these you know with women with women just like you that you know i said to you before like you're so powerful like you're so so powerful i see so much magic in you and just seeing you step deeper into that is going to be so beautiful to witness so I that's cannot wait. in a nutshell <laughs> there's a lot ah, to thank you uh, there's another that's... piece actually that i've really a big piece i missed off so um last year in the summer well actually let's rewind a year so a year and a half ago no it's coming up to two years ago now i actually i had an experience in mexico where i was violated by a, a massage therapist who actually stuck his fingers inside of me and it was very difficult it was very challenging i actually buried in shame afterwards um because i froze initially i froze which is a you know it's the fight and flight response um it's when we're not feeling safe in our body and um but what it did bring to my awareness was that i had sexual trauma that i hadn't been aware of i didn't know what it was i just knew i had all of the symptoms and then it took a year for my body to feel safe enough for it to come up and come out ready for me to heal and this is the thing with doing plant medicines with all the things if we have our our, our body will not show us until we're ready and that's and that i get a lot of comfort out of that um and it was actually during a breathwork journey that it came up that I was raped 12 years ago. And so I've spent, you know, I've, I'm now healed through from that, released that from my body again, through medicines, through breath, um, through sisterhood and connection and support. It's not been easy, um, but it's actually been a really big piece of like reclaiming myself and reclaiming my body and rewriting that story of what, what happened to me. Um, because sexual trauma does, it literally puts, destroys you of your self-worth. Um, you know, with me, I also really saw that this piece of me was, you know, if I look back, you know, I said to you at the beginning, I had nothing really happened earlier on in my life. I wasn't living a conscious life in any way. You know, yes, there was alcohol, there was drugs, there was all of those pieces, but there was nothing kind of to the extremes. 
And it's actually since that moment, that's when it's from then that I've had, you know, the eating disorders, the abusive narcissistic relationships, the illness, the grief, the loss, the trauma, it's all come as a ripple effect from that. And now like I've been able to heal from that and release that it's, I, I feel more at home in myself than I ever, than I ever have. And I'm able, I'm open now. I'm open to love. I'm open to connection. I don't have this deep, like masculine wound as well. And um, sexual trauma is a really, really difficult one. And for me, it was really challenging. It was really, really hard to move through. But I know that I had to experience that and everything else that I've experienced so that I can help other women now. Yep. You know, most things that women come to me with, I can relate, I understand or I can relate to because I've been through something similar myself. Literally. Like, let me pull out the list. Oh, you've had that one? Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) I feel like the women that you work with might have like one or two things and you're like, yep, I've been there. Like, let me just take your fucking pick. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Yeah. That's it. Thank you for sharing your story. It's so powerful and just is a testament to who you are as a person. Like anybody who meets you can feel this beautiful like depth and light to you all at the same time. And you don't just get that from somebody overnight. Like you can tell when someone has that level of presence that they can just like see you and hold you and get you and you're like, what the fuck have you been through to like get to where you are? Like, I need to know your story because this did not just, you can't just be like this. And another element that like is so beautiful is seeing how much you've journeyed with plant medicine and like how grounded you are, how connected to like, you've bridged these two worlds together of like being in the matrix, being able to talk to quite literally anyone, but then also still being able to like journey and travel the dimensions. And I feel like one huge taboo part of plant medicine is like people think their head's going to fall off and like lose their mind when they, (laughs) when they go do ayahuasca, I told my sister and she was like, um, a guy I know, like literally went crazy. And I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm not telling anybody. (laughs) This is it, you know, there's so much taboo and there's so many stories around there of like bad experiences or you're going to go crazy, you're not going to be able to come back to like this human experience and earth and honestly that's not what I've experienced at all and there's some pieces where, you know, it's so important when we're working with plant medicine, one, it to be in a sacred space and a ceremonial space. It's very different from using any of these medicines in like a recreational fashion. Two, that you are held incredibly safely and that you are supported. I have been in a ceremony once where I was not held safely and it re-traumatized me. It re-traumatized me through sexual trauma that took me a good few months to to get over. Um, So I understand that 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 can happen. So it's important to do your research and know where you're going and know who's facilitating and supporting you. Um, But the medicines they are they're bringing us back to ourselves they're bringing us home to ourselves yes we can travel dimensions we learn so much more that there is we learn that there is so much more than we can physically see you know we learn that everything is energy um which is beautiful and and there are people that kind of they just want to be off in the in the universe right rather than being down here grounded in this human experience Mm -hmm. 
Um, but having the right support and the right integration tools and support, like you really can. And then that's what it is. It's bridging the gaps. It's understanding, you know, really plant medicine show us our matrix programming, right? Because we are very programmed. We are very conditioned. And most, you know, we're following paths that aren't necessarily the ones that we want to. It's what we've been told to. Um, but also they show us like how they, these traumas and wounding that we've experienced through our life, how that's affected us. And it's bringing everything into our awareness and showing us one we're whole and worthy and showing us how we can transmute that and come home and release you know there's a big piece of because everything's energy energetically we're storing emotions that we've not met that we have suppressed that we have not felt that we have buried and dug away that we've disassociated from that we've numbed out from they are alive in our body which physically manifest illness disease yeah i'm a living proof of that mm. um, also the this trauma lives in our body and we are able to physically move that energy out of the body, whether that's purging, like physically being sick, whether that's going deep into emotions and crying, crying and the tears coming out, that's a purge. Whether that's your body shaking somatically, that's a purge. It's just releasing. You often, you, you do a ceremony and you literally feel like 10 pounds, 100 pounds lighter mm -hmm. afterwards because inflammation is going from the body. Trauma, suppressed emotions lead to dysregulation. Dysregulation leads to inflammation in the body. Inflammation leads to disease. Yep. Yeah. And depression and anxiety. Um, so really, there's so much taboo around them, but actually, these they're natural, natural medicines that are bringing us back home to a place of healing. They don't, they don't harm the body. They heal the body. But we have to be in a very safe and sacred space if we're venturing into this world. A hundred percent. And you sent a powerful email like if you're not a part of her email group you should be because she sends like beautiful stories and like emails that i actually want to read and one of them was about like the tabooness of plant medicine and you reminded me that like we the programming is so strong like the way that we think about alcohol and weed and like normalize blacking out and like getting high and like we're literally using like mind mind mood altering drugs in a completely recreational in a completely unintentional space mm -hmm. and for the purpose of suppression and that's more normalized than coming back to your roots and honoring sacred tradition that's been used for like thousands Ow. of years and like reconnecting to like literally the dna that is like your complete ancestral like collective makeup of who you are and it's like you said everything is your environment like even if you're using alcohol and weed if you're not in a good environment like you're probably not gonna have a great time yeah. but if you're like using i mean i don't use alcohol intentionally or weed anymore like it, everyone has their own relationship with it but if you're using these things with the intention of joy with the intention of connection with with a grounded sense of like understanding what the purpose is mm -hmm. that's a different experience than just like completely disconnecting yeah. and blacking out from reality and i love like so the the like arabic root word of alcohol is alcohol and it means ghouls 
Like literally the spooky ghouls and like the black capes, like the grim. Oh my gosh, I can totally. So spirit, right? Yeah. Um, and this is something I came across not that long ago, maybe last year. And it just made so much sense to me. I read an article and then a couple of other people brought this to my awareness as well, is that when we get, when we drink, we get really, really drunk, especially if you're like open, you're empathetically open. It's almost like, like dark spirits, negative energies, they come in and take over your body. And I was like, oh my God, that explains like all of the times when it's like I got blackout drunk and I don't remember anything or I was like this other person that is not who I am at a soul level. And then I'd get buried in shame around it. I was like, that just makes so much sense. Yep. And when we talk, alcohol is very normalized, right? And I don't have a problem with alcohol if it's used um, in like a responsible way, right? But alcohol damages the body. We all know that. Alcohol is inflammatory. It can lead to disease. Plant medicines do not damage the body. They're natural and they heal the body. So this is the things we have to start questioning. Totally. And like you said in the email, you said, um, we need to think for ourselves rather than thinking and believing what we've been told to. Um, like we've basically been controlled and it's control of the collective because when we're numbed out, disconnected and instilled with fear, we're easily controlled. These medicines help us become more conscious. They show us the world in a way we've never seen before. They teach us who we are at a soul level. They show us the truth. And like you said that we live in a society where alcohol, cigarettes, processed foods that damage the mind and body and disconnect us from our soul are not only legal, but considered normal. Like that's a whole nother fucking aspect is the fact that medicines that have been proven through different studies to help heal us, to help heal things like anxiety, depression, alcoholism, addiction, PTSD, um, if you haven't watched How to Change Your Mind, like any of my listeners, if you haven't watched How to Change Your Mind on Netflix, there's an episode on LSD and mushrooms. And they talk about how like they did a lot of this experimentation in like the 50s or something. And it was going really well. And then um, Nixon like put the whole war on drugs and like created this whole narrative that all these plant medicines are basically fucked up and like not helping us at all. And all of those studies really stopped or went underground. And like, this is the shit that actually has proof that it works and people's experiences. Like if anything else, people's like the way that people share their experiences of what they've been through and where they're at now, you can feel the light that they've reclaimed. And that's like the most powerful convincing piece is like, what the fuck are you on? Cause like, I want, I want one of whatever they're having, you know, like energy is contagious more than anything. And I think like ultimately for me, the fact that I've been sober uh, for almost two years and now I'm like risking everything to dive deeper into myself because yes, like getting sober worked for me, like smoking weed all day, every day wasn't working for me. So getting sober worked for me, but like I have felt so stuck and just like I can't move through any more shit with just like talk therapy and like what I have in this like matrix world that I'm living in. Like I know I need more help and my soul, I feel like past lives, she's a medicine woman. Like she knows her shit. She knows what's going to help heal her. So I think that's why I felt 
so easily pulled to the medicines. You are a medicine woman. Like, <laughs> I can see that in you, like, very clearly. Um, but there's yeah. a couple of pieces I want to touch on there as well. I hope you can hear me. There's such a massive storm outside now. <laughs> it's, like, crazy, the noise. That's okay. Um, so with the medicines, with the plant medicines, because they do bring us home, like, they awaken us. We, un- we undo the conditioning, the programming. Like, we awaken, right? We become empowered. When we're empowered... We cannot be controlled. Yes. And that is the piece. So why is there all the taboo around these things? Because we're not in a system that wants us to be empowered. Because if we are, they can't control us. Exactly. Um, and this is like we're saying, this is where we have to think for ourselves. This is where I invite people to go out and do um, and do the research. You know, because there's a lot of research widely available. And talk to people that have dived into the world of plant medicine and listen to their experiences. And then the other piece around, obviously, you say being sober from weed and alcohol for two years, which I just fully, fully celebrate. Um, ayahuasca, Cambo, they're not addictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so coming into that space, it, 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 different from, it's different from alcohol, cigarettes, and weed. Um, so these medicines, and I'm sure there's a piece in the back of your mind that's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be dabbling in this world, and you know, but I've been sober. To me, coming in and doing that, you still are sober, yeah? yeah? Because you're not going to be going back into a pattern because these medicines aren't addictive. And two, they're not going to be available to you. You know, ayahuasca isn't something you, you know, you, you can just go and pick up anywhere and just start sitting at home and taking yourself on crazy journeys. Um, but yeah, you're very safe. And that's the beauty. These medicines, both Cambo and ayahuasca, help people to overcome addiction. That's yeah. a huge piece with the medicines. Because they also, we get to the root, we get to the root cause, because with any addiction, there is a root cause. Mm-hmm. That's what we have to look at. There's an emotional component. That's what we have to look at. It's not just willpower. Yeah, a hundred percent. That is, Oh, I'm so glad you said that because there's so much shame around addiction. I like the premise of this of this podcast is like I believe we're all addicted to something like we all have that struggle that part in our body and our brain that goes into that negative cycle of like needing something to help us fill a void that really wants to be filled spiritually and some people have that spiritual void and like are bigger seekers than others um it and just depends on food right that yeah through people that can be through like codependency like um, food yeah anything job money social media netflix yep. sex um yes i do fully agree but you know i look to and i used to judge addiction i'm not gonna lie you know before i was on this path and doing the work that i do and understanding trauma as well like i used to judge it even yeah. though you know I've had addictions myself as well, but now like when if someone comes to me with addiction or I hear about someone with addiction, I just think, oh, what happened to them? Literally. And what happened to them? I see the same with with what you know. This is something else. You know, when I was in the fitness industry, I used to judge people that were overweight. Yep. Um, and I, <laughs> you know, I just, like I feel ashamed of myself for that. Mm. Now I also see and I understand a lot of the time there's something much deeper. It's not that they don't have the willpower, they don't want to be healthy or, you know, I've had this experience as well in a sharing circle before and this really hit me. There was a woman that said um, she was sexually abused as a child and like continually 
Mm. Um, and she gained, she wants to lose, she was a big girl, she wanted to lose this weight, but she gained all this weight because what she thought was if she was, um, if she was overweight, no man will ever find her She'll attractive be protected. Again, so that will mm -hmm. never happen to her again. And that just hit my heart so much. And it's just that, and this is where we have to really be careful about the judgments that we make on people. We never know what is underneath. We never know what someone's story is. We never know what they've been through. Mm -hmm. And any pattern, any addiction um, that, that plays out in our life that, we don't like or that other people judge or that maybe isn't 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 serving us it's a coping mechanism for something yep. yeah it's because there's something deeper that happened in that person's life that they need support they need mm. to be held they do not need to be judged mm -hmm. and it takes fucking work to get out of that place like there isn't a clear cut path of like, this is what you can do. You go on an ayahuasca retreat and you'll be healed. Like you said, it's like, it, there is no quick fix, even with beautiful mind blowing medicines, like ayahuasca, mushrooms, DMT, whatever it is that you're doing, the integration piece and the sisterhood and the community, whether you're man or woman, like <laughs> when I was getting sober, in some uh women groups like in women-led aa meetings they would always tell me that men will slap your ass but the women will save your ass oh, I love <laughs> it was just like a really cute and funny quote that stuck with me because so much of the time we're seeking this like validation and security and worthiness and love from w like whatever not necessarily the opposite sex but like whatever um, gender that we yeah any person that we find attractive like we want that validation so bad but the thing is it's so fleeting and it's so disempowering and I would not be sober I would not have I would not stay sober like maybe I would have gotten sober but I would not be where I am if I didn't have different groups of women to hold me up and support me and I was trying to explain this to a friend last night like I'm like, I'm in like four different women's circles. I lead my own. I'm a part of a sober one. I'm a part of like one in person in Denver now. And they all serve a different purpose because like I'm not a true, empowered, confident, like whole version of myself if I don't have like a whole fucking village of women behind me that have my back. When I have that, then I can show up to my intimate relationships, my familial relationships, any other dynamic that I have with someone and be whole and not put everything onto them. Like I need all of my needs to be met now. And I used to do that in relationships. And that pattern still comes up where I can lose myself and forget that I am secure and I've got women that have my back. Like I can't do this shit by myself. It's like, through the, these journeys, we're learning how to know that I've got me. I'm whole, worthy, and complete within myself, like really knowing that. And I think we can learn that through podcasts, books, in the mind. But plant medicine, what I'm understanding is like it takes that knowingness into an experience in the body where you fucking know like you are whole. But even still, we're codependent beings and like we need like-minded soul fam that have our back like it's everything 
Sisterhood, connection, community is such an important piece. And that's a big piece of the retreats, right? Where it's bringing that sacred sisterhood together. It's women that are on the same path because often when you're diving into this work, the inner work, the transformation, the healing, we can feel alone because we're not around people. We're still around people that are very stuck in programming and conditioning, what I call, you know, matrix um, yep. And that can feel very, very challenging. So it's bringing these women together and creating those connections that are like forever, you know, soul friendships and integration with plant medicine is a huge piece. You can go and do an ayahuasca ceremony, it can change your life, mm-hmm. but you have to take action. There has to be, and Kristen were talking about this this morning, you know, I was saying to her, like, I'm just blown away by, the shifts, the transformation that's happened in her life. We're like two months out of the retreat now. And, you know, you mean, you've seen it yourself, like the depth she's Insane. gone into her purpose, the action she's taken, these all these in-person work she's doing, the stepping into the space holding role, transitioning in her business, a relationship break, which is some of the things that come through in the retreats and mm-hmm. through family is difficult, right? Because it's showing us the pieces that are not in alignment in our life. And that can be people, that can be relationships. Um, so yes, there's difficult pieces to integration, but we've got to be supported throughout that process. We've got to have the sisters to reach out to. We've got to, you know, for me, we have we have group coaching calls after the retreat as part of the integration. You have one-on-one coaching call with me. And I'm just at the end of WhatsApp, right? I'm at the end of the phone. Um, because it's so, what I want is I want to see that massive transformation. And I know you need to be supported through that as well Mm. um and just feeling connected feeling held feeling loved and everyone expand just the sisterhood right everyone expands so much like we have a whatsapp group it still pops off every single day these women are holding each other pouring into each other pouring into themselves you know they're being held in their depths when things are really challenging and they're being celebrated in their successes so also the other thing that's happening is we are healing the sister wound Mm. we're stepping away from competition and comparison yeah realizing that actually how much more can we create and achieve if we work together the competition the comparison is all conditioning yep women should not be against each other we should be next to each other it's literally goes back to like the darwin theory of survival of the fittest and all of that shit that we decided is now like a science and is now complete 100 percent truth of how society works and how animals work and like we have to step on each other's toes to get where we need to be in competition and i don't know where i learned this or i saw a video or something but it was a complete narrative reframe because they talked about different groups of animals that like work with collaboration and almost this democratic way of like working together where there isn't one leader they're not competing with each other like they instinctively are so connected that when like how do birds decide that they're flying in a V together and like, who's going to be at the front? It's like all instinctive and they're working together as a team. Same thing with like deers. I'm pretty sure they decide like where they're going to go when like the second over 50% of their heads turn one way, that's how they decide where to go. Like they're so connected and they're always working together. And it's like, what? Not every animal is just like the lion and the prey and we're going to eat them. And like, it's just, my mom always talks to me about like survival of the fittest and like brings up Darwin theory. And I'm like, 
it's not completely true. Like we get to rewrite all these stories and um, so much more when we come together and that we all, we all learn for each other. I mean, you, you know, cause you've heard me speak into it at sister circles. And even when we connected for the retreats, it's like no one, even in the retreats and in this space, even if I'm leading in holding space and, and, and the same, you know, me and Kristen were talking about this last night, there is no pedestal. Mm-hmm. I am no different from anyone else. Like we are all doing this together. You know, even as you're, anyone's healing in the retreat, I'm healing. I get stuff from it as well. Yeah. It's like we're all doing this together and we all learn from each other. Me and Kristen talked about this last night. You know, I'm spending a month in Colorado with her and she's really stepping into this space holding. And like you, she's learning lots from her. Like, baby, you realize how much I'm learning from you as well like it just it goes but and when we have that almost that agreement that like yes we do this together it leads to the most beautiful beautiful connections the the most transformation the most expansion like let's share our gifts right our magic and that just shows together versus what can we create on our own Mm. yeah it's just like this energy of trust and selfless giving because it's so hard to believe that the more you give, the more you receive. We're taught to take, 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 save, 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 keep for ourselves, do it all by ourselves. And you're a testament to showing that like the more you pour into other people, the more that you share your gifts and your knowledge freely and don't think that it's like, oh, this is mine. And like, I have to do this a certain way and put myself on a pedestal to like, feel like I'm doing this shit and like this is my business you're just like in the flow and it's all coming back to you like your energy is magnetic and you are creating this level of abundance that is so much bigger than what money can reflect like sure hopefully you'll be a fucking millionaire if like that's your goal but it's like the abundance that you have right now just by who you are, the quality of living that you show, the types of people that are in your lives. Like, that's what I want, right? Like, you look at people around you who are living the way that you want to live, and it's like, it's in their energy. It's not in how much money they have or the type of car they have, for me personally. And if it is, it's like checking that and looking at, like, what's the feeling that I want? And most people realize once they get to that point, it didn't give you what you wanted. So... And abundance is not just money, you know, like we can, there's abundance all around us. And actually, I really learned this, like, like at the beginning of the year, I was like broke, <laughs> skint. I'm like, how am I going to pay my bills? I'm about to put this retreat on. I don't even know how to pay for it, you know? And I, I had a very clear vision and I believed in it and it happened and everything turned around. But I really had to step into account. If I move from fear and scarcity, that's I'm going to get those experiences amplified coming back to me. So how do I tap into love, gratitude, and abundance? And I was like, well, I've got a roof over my head. I've got food in my tummy. I've got clothes on my back. I've got friends. You know, I've got connection and community. Mm. I can walk down to the ocean and sit by the beach and look at the birds and the trees. And, the, you know, so there's so much that's available to us because abundance is not just money. And if we want to pull, if we want to be pulling in the abundance of money into our life, well, we have to start being grateful mm. for everything else. We have to already feel abundance or it's not, it's not going to come to us. Um, and that was a really like beautiful lesson that I had. And I think sometimes we have to get to the point where we have nothing to actually yep. realize that we have everything. A hundred percent. 
What would you say to someone? There's just one other piece there as well, which made me think about abundance is obviously you were here on Friday for my birthday. I've been in Colorado for three weeks, right? There was, I don't know, maybe 12 of us, 12 women here. Most who I've met in the last three weeks, you know, there was a couple that I've worked with, you know, clients and obviously I'm staying here with Kristen and I was poured into in even a way that I haven't been before, you know, that circle when I was put in the middle and everyone had their hands on me and there was a meditation and pouring love and energy and then everyone saying what they saw in me. I was just bawling my eyes out because <laughs> I was receiving so, so much. But when we don't receive, it's because we're blocked. Like this was me, I was like, I'm open to receiving. It was such a beautiful piece. I think you said something about that, like holding everything to ourselves, right? And keeping everything, this is mine and this is my business. And that's a piece as well. But then there's also a block with a lot of women in receiving. We have to pour into ourselves first before we can pour into others. Mm -hmm. We're often giving, 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 giving. So we're pouring from an empty cup, but we're not allowing people to pour back into us. And that's, mm -hmm. such, you know, I pour into everyone in my world but i pour into myself first and when i'm at capacity like yesterday was a day it was a capacity i was a low i literally had a good old cry i had a scream into the pillow i had a cocoon day i was like i've got nothing to give to anyone i didn't respond to messages i didn't connect with people because i was like i'm at capacity in this morning i poured into myself and now i'm ready to pour back into other people mm -hmm. so we always starts with us and you turn your shit around like that. Like I watch you go through <laughs> a complexity of emotions on a daily basis that I haven't even fully allowed myself to tap into because it's like, I just want to be happy. Like I don't want to fucking feel the shit every day. But like the truth is, yeah, you do. Like that's re the real complexity of life. That's yeah, it's the polarities of how it can all coexist. You know, we can we can you know we can be so I've had a as you know, you know, there's been such magic and amazing things happening in my world and in my life recently. But there's also been some really heavy and challenging stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't have to stay in this. You know, yesterday I had a good old cry. I really went into like this sadness and this like my heart hurts, this pain, and I felt low. And that's what enabled me to shift my energy and the happiness and the peace and the joy and the fulfillment. It can coexist. They can mm -hmm. all exist together. But if we don't allow ourselves to feel the emotions, what happens is they get suppressed. They get lodged in the body. And then we just, we're not going into it. It's like we're holding them at a distance, but we just feel shit. Yeah. Basically all the time. We're just vibrating in a low energy. And like for me, if I'm not really going into something, it's the energy of frustration that comes out with me. Um, and the magic is if we allow ourselves to fully feel and go into the depths, only when we go into the depths of the harder emotions, the shame, the pain, the grief, the, um, the guilt, the sadness, only then can we feel the heights of mm -hmm. joy, pleasure, happiness, bliss, ecstasy. And this is something plant medicine taught me because she took, mama Aya took me into my depths. So I felt all of this stuff. And then I never felt love and gratitude abundance happiness pleasure in my body that i've ever felt or experienced in my whole life now i can take that into my life so it's really important for us to have to understand how to connect with our emotions emotional intimacy understand when we're disassociating um you know when we're disconnecting numbing out having tools and practices that allow us to go in and feel and have the understanding that these all of our emotions are safe mm. the energy of emotion we should be able to move it through the body in 90 seconds and I'm not going to say I fully mastered that. Yesterday I sat and cried for an hour. I needed to. Right. Um, but it's 
we can move through. We don't have to stay in depression. I, you know, I see depression, let's take away clinical depression. I see depression as a suppression of emotions. It's just a whole heavy emotions that are living in the body that have not been met. Depression is telling us there is shit in my life that is not aligned. Yep. It's an invitation to turn inwards and do the work and learn ultimately what is this whole journey It's coming home to ourselves, but it's learning how to love ourselves. Cause were we ever truly taught how to love ourselves? No. Hell no. And it's like with any diagnosis, there's such a fine balance of, I needed certain diagnoses, like validating the fact that I actually did have an eating disorder, validating the fact that like, I actually do struggle with addiction or that I actually do struggle with anxiety. Like knowing that I struggled with those things lifted a weight off of me and like freed me in a sense, I think because it freed me from the shame. But then it was like, what am I going to do with that? And something that really like blew my mind was when I met with my psychiatrist and I was convinced I had ADHD because I have a hard time focusing. (laughs) And she ran me through the test and she was like, you don't have ADHD. And she said, a lot of times when people get diagnosed with ADHD, I don't know what the percentage was, but it was like a huge percentage that people end up getting diagnosed with something else as well because these labels and like clinical diagnoses that we then attach to ourselves is like, okay, this is who I am, start to shape our lives and the way that we talk to ourselves and the narrative that we form about ourselves, and then how we relate in the world. And like, It's a very finessing, like, fine balance of, like, yes, you deserve to feel seen and, like, I'm not fucking crazy and it's not a matter of willpower. Like, I actually do struggle with these things. But then what am I going to do about it? And so I've been unpacking these layers of, like, what the fuck am I going to do about it? First, I got sober in a more clinical sense with outpatient treatment, got that type of support, tried the AA route then started dabbling with mushrooms again and just knew that I've been like continuing to just be like, what's next? What's next? Because it's working for me until it's not. And I have to keep leveling up. It's like a literal video game of like, okay, master Mm -hmm. that level, like onto the next. And I feel like some people just get stuck. Holy shit. (laughs) That was a big crack of thunder. Um, Some people get stuck in a level of the game that is, taking antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, using a certain way of like coping or therapy. And that's fine. If they don't want any more for their lives, like that's fine. That's not for me to judge. But for me personally, it's like I'm fucking ready to go to my depths because I want to see the love and light that life has to experience, has to offer for me to experience. Mm -hmm. And that's like, I can't explain that to everyone. That's that that's what I want because not everyone can relate to that. And I think that's where the like judgment of plant medicine comes in, especially with this older generation of my mom and dad and even like siblings and whatnot. It's like, they're just not tapped into that and they, they don't get it and maybe they never will. But a lot of times the most powerful thing is just like seeing someone's energy and again, being like, what the fuck are you on? Cause I want that. And I know that like, I'm on this path to be my most authentic self and to reconnect to who I am. So for like anyone who's listening, who feels stuck, feels this pull to like, what's next? Like, I don't want to be stuck to all of my labels of having anxiety, depression, OCD, PTSD, addiction, like all these things. 
how do I break out of it when I'm so scared to go into the plant medicine world? Like you've said a lot how it's really just a matter of being scared to meet those darker parts of ourselves. So like in a collective sense, like what would you tell the listeners to help them see through that fear that's holding them back from really like stepping into the next level? The only way to transmute fear is to work walk towards it. The more you sit within your fear, the more experiences you are going to have to amplify that. So it is that walking towards it. Also connecting to intuition. We have a lot of resistance come through from our mind, which is often where the fear is created. What's your intuition say to you? Is it saying there's a calling like I had? I didn't know anything about plant medicine. It's like I just knew I had to do that. So listen to that listen to that intuition and see if you can switch off from what you hear around you um and connect with people that can um that can talk to you deeper about the path of plant medicine and how it can help you you know we say there's that piece of yes being scared to meet these darker parts you're not going to stay in them you're going to meet them and understand why they're there we all have light and dark right and and then it's like integrating and building a relationship with those parts we can also have a difficult journey or a difficult aspect of our journey that could be there could be a big purge it could be very challenging and then you come out the other side and you're just basking in love and ecstasy and bliss that you've never experienced before mm. so it uses the polarities and um yeah just just listen to your intuition um that's that was that's probably the biggest piece that I'd say, you know, and plant medicine isn't for everyone, you know, so, and it might not be, it might not be everyone's path. There might be different, you know, there's different routes, there's different tools that we can do, mm. but like you, you have the choice. It's a choice to stay stuck. It's a choice to stay where you are. It's a choice to be a victim. Yep. You know, I was literally been writing a post about this this morning and like just kind of reflecting on, I've just had my 41st birthday and reflecting on the, you know, on my life. And it's the one thing I chose was not to be a victim, no matter what I went through. And I had my moments. Yes, I definitely had my moments. We all do. But we are the creators of our own life. So you choose to stay stuck or you choose to make the changes. You choose to go out and get the help. You choose to invest in yourself. This is something that boggles me, right? I see so much with people. It's like, I can't afford it. I, I'm, I'm not there yet. I don't have the money. But then I'm seeing like the hair getting done, the eyebrows, the Botox, the, yep. you know, something that's getting done in the house, like everything outside of yourself. You will and what are you telling you? What are you telling your soul then that you matter the least, that you're last on the totem pole, that your healing doesn't matter? And it's like, like the fact that it costs however much to be a part of a woman's circle or a Cambo ceremony or whatever it is, it's a no fucking brainer. Like that is the type of shit that I want to spend my money on. And I'm in like a way less capable financial place than like anyone else around me and I'm like I'm still making it fucking happen because that's what you do when you care about yourself and like that's showing my soul that you matter the most and like trusting the universe everything else is going to figure itself out and like you said too it's like that fine balance of trusting and taking that leap but then also not doing it when it will completely dysregulate you and like so there's 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 the piece with with when it comes to finances, like I wouldn't, I never want to put any pressure on anyone to come to like one of our retreats or do coaching, like, because, you know, it has to, one, it has to come from you. You have to feel ready. I will 
coach people through the fear piece and especially the money piece to, to just get clarity on where is that coming from? Mm-hmm. You know, if doing something like this is going to put you in a very, very difficult financial position, I would say wait. Mm-hmm. Reason being, yes, you can experience massive transformation, but if actually making that investment is going to leave you in a place of fear and scarcity or even deeper than you already are in that, it is going to dysregulate you. Okay, it's all like root chakra, it's dysregulation, it's not feeling safe in your body, not feeling safe in the world, right? That is the opposite of what we are trying to achieve with these retreats. It's regulation. It's because we can only we can only heal from a place of regulation. Mm. We can't heal and fight and flight. Mm. We can't heal when we're constantly feeling threatened. Um, But then saying that there's then the other piece of, okay, look at money. Where am I really spending it? You know, when I was back in upset my whole self-worth was in my body right i had hair extensions i had botox i had my lips done i had my eyebrows you know i had my boobs done um the amount of money that i spent every single month insanity pedicure manicure like it was it was ridiculous you know so this is the bit and it's things like okay would I rather invest in myself or would I rather have the really nice car? Because why, why do you want the really nice car? Is it because you love cars or is it because of what other people think of you? Yep. Oh, look at her in that car. Like if it's, oh my God, my passion is cars. Amazing. You know, so it's like really, we have to look at both sides, but I really want women to wake up on the money piece and invest in themselves rather than all of the things outside themselves. I have, I don't even know, sixty, seventy thousand dollars probably I've invested in myself. Do I regret any of it? No. Would has it taken to me points where I've been on like, okay, I'm in the tightest financial spot ever? Yes. I've always been supported. Mm-hmm. I've got some places where I've not had 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 I've had very little. I've always been supported. It's always come in. And I feel like that's why you have the level of trust that you have now in yourself in the universe is because you've literally like been to rock bottom and not saying everyone has to get there or should force themselves to get there. But it's like you know that you are supported and that is your truth because you've been to a place where it's like, how the fuck is this going to work out? And you've been through it no matter what, no matter the type of pain, the type of trauma, the biggest wounding that you could ever face with all the things you've been through, losing your mom. Like that's one of the hardest things I feel like we could go through as humans and everything with your physical health. It's like, holy shit. I'm like exhausted hearing your story. Like (laughs) she's been knocked down. Holy shit. But you now have like this level of resiliency because of how you've moved through it. And like resiliency doesn't come from doing it on your own. It comes from doing it with people around you. And it's more than just people. It's your angels. It's your spirit guides. It's knowing that like God, your higher power is fucking with you and like instilled that resiliency within you um along your journey so it's being able to trust in that power and in that you've always been okay and I heard one of the women in our Cambo ceremonies had a huge breakthrough with like Kristen reminding her like 
literally, if you followed your mind all the way down to like being homeless and broke, all of us would be there for you. Like, I don't even know this girl and she could sleep on my couch or in my bed. Like, we fucking got you. And it's really powerful to let your mind go to that place and be like, I am going to be okay, even if I don't have what I think I should should have. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. And that's a big piece of actually the, the, the times when it has been the absolute hardest for me is when I've isolated and been alone. Yep. The connection, the support and allowing ourselves to receive support is such a big piece. Um, but you have to invest your time, your energy, everything like you make that choice, right? That it's like, I offer free women's circles every week on virtual. And there's a select few women that are making this choice for themselves. It's literally available to you, but are you going to make the time for yourself? Are you going to choose yourself and like allow yourself to be held and loved? Exactly that. And and actually, there's a piece there I just want to tap into is often with free stuff, people don't commit. And this is because why- Because they don't have to really, invest. It's mm-hmm. another really important to invest in yourself because it's like when you put your money where your mouth is, you show up. True. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, you know, that's a big piece, but there is so many things out there available for you, but you have to be ready to do the work. You know, we can hold women's circles. We can have different programs. We can give the tools. I can have the plant medicine, the retreats, everything is available, but we can't do the work for you. This is why when people ask me, what do we do? I hold space. Mm-hmm, literally. <laughs> space for you to come home to yourself. I'll ask you the right, right questions. I won't, won't tell you what you need. I won't tell you the answers because I'll guide you back to those being inside of you, but you have to be ready. We cannot do it for you. And that type of support is literally priceless. You can't put a price on someone who can hold space and ask you the right questions. It's like infinitely worthy. Yeah. And that, you know, the more we do it for each other, like we all, this is the thing, like through the retreats and like all these women, I said, they're all holding space for each other. They're like incredible space holders. They've learned how to be held and to hold space. Mm -hmm. That's what we need in our life. We don't need people to come to us and tell us what we need, what our next step is. You know, sometimes like we just need someone to listen. And also that connection of women, right? And I've had this recently myself where it's like, I'm expressing how I feel. And then it's like the logical coming in of, you know, well, you're strong and you can do this and this, that and the other. And this is it. And I'm like, I don't I don't want that. I don't want to hear that. I just want space held and I want my feelings validated. Mm. Sometimes that's all we need is to be validated in how we're feeling. Can I do anything for you? Would you like my advice? Can I ask you some questions that might help you to shift perspective or to to dig a little deeper? Mm. This is what you need to do. Let's just try and fix everything um, or just pull yourself together and be positive. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we could literally go forever. We could. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your time and sharing your heart and your soul and your light. I love you so so much. I love and I, you so much. And I uh cannot fucking wait for September. So if anybody's ready wait. for the journey, like where can they connect with you? Um, okay, best place we through social media. Um mm-hmm. I'll send I'll give you all my handles. Um if you do pop stuff in the show notes. Yeah. 
So it's at I am Victoria Craig is my Instagram. And then I'll give you the handle for the website for the retreats because off the top of my head, I can't remember. That's okay. I'll link it. And we do, we have one space left in August. We have five spots left for September. Um, Those are the best places to connect with me. Instagram is the best place because that's where it's just, you know, that's where I build community. That's where I'm in the DMs, chatting to people. Um, So yeah, just reach out. I'd love to, you know, if you've heard through the podcast, just let put me a message and let me know. Um, And yeah, we would love, I'd love to support any women that want to dive into the world of plant medicine, breath work and feminine embodiment, whether that's in retreats, whether that's online, whether that's through sister circles, um, there's so much available. Mm. But thank you so much for having me. I am obsessed with you. Like, (laughs) you're going to be in my life for a very, very long time. Hell Um, yeah. (laughs) So I'm just so happy that we got to connect. Me too. This has been such a blessing. Like, I can't even explain. I've had so much, like, fun and just, ugh, it's been so good the last few weeks. And you've been a huge part of that. Yeah. I truly have no words after that conversation. So many gold nuggets of wisdom. So, yeah, thank you for listening and thank you for receiving all the wisdom that she had to share. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a little five-star review on Spotify and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.